Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in martyr. Oh, are we? We are. Ha-ha. Like that, that one. one made sense. My name is Summer Yeager, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, I had a moment this week where I was laughing super hard, and I wanted to immediately tell you about it. But then I decided that since I, I let all of our listeners in on this that I should wait and let you all hear about oh, this. Oh, so we can get like a real raw. Yeah. Well, and I told I told you about this at the same time that I told the listeners about it. So I was like, I'm just going to tell everybody. Okay. So we got a voicemail. Uh, I was dying laughing. So I'm an old lady and <laughs> I, have, I do like couch stretches. I like stretch like. Oh, me too. Yeah. Soros. Yeah, Saguaro. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. So I was being a good doobie, as my dad says. <laughs> what? He's from a different generation. And uh, <laughs> I was doing my couch stretches, and I was listening to your guys' voicemails, and I was crying laughing because um, one of our listeners from Georgia, her name is Katie, she called in, and she was like, Summer. Dear Summer. So in last week's episode, I recommended a movie. I recommended the movie In the Vast of Night. Okay. Because it was the first movie I'd watched in a long time that I thought was just very charming. I think I said it was cute. Yeah. And it was charming. And Katie called in and was like, Summer. (laughs) I I took your recommendation and my husband and I watched this movie. And you forgot to add the part where... It's a scary movie. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I guess we kind of just both, because we knew that. I didn't think it. I knew that. I guess technically. I think movies that are actually, like, scary movies that are actually good. Yeah. Tend to not be. They're a story about people who are scared, and maybe you're scared, and but it's not just about. It's not like a, it's not a horror movie. It's not like a bloody right. movie. It's not. There's no gore or jumpy. Well, I see. So when I when the movie ended and the credits started rolling, my only thought was like, that was so cute. <laughs> but I'm realizing. But yeah, I guess the, the way you Katie, recommended it. <laughs> the way. Yeah. I'm realizing thanks to Katie that um, just so you guys know, <laughs> if you watch In the Vast of Night, it's kind of scary. It is not a horror movie. But there's some things that go well, on. Well, and depending, it's a mystery. Yeah, you know. And so some people. Well, are, if you are someone who does not like watching anything mysterious or thrillery, this is not for you. <laughs> I thought it was adorable, right? <laughs> but maybe that tells you something about me as some a people, person. Some people, some people don't, don't like to sit down and induce fear at yeah. all, okay. at all. So if you're yeah. one of those people. We retract that recommendation. <laughs> I don't recommend you watch it. But I really, it's not, I don't think, because I watched it by myself in the dark at night. And I wasn't scared. Right. I wasn't. But some people are not that way. But I suppose some people might be. Right. So mm-hmm. that's just, <laughs> thank you, Katie from Georgia. <laughs> um, and just so you guys, now you all know that <laughs> this might not be the movie for you. I just thought it was a charming little sci-fi. <laughs> um so that's that's it. That's, that's how you describe it to me. But I don't even in your recommendation, I don't even think you said sci-fi. I, I just so thought it was charming. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, a great I have been waiting for my next great movie recommendation. Let's turn this on. Okay. What? What's happening? What? Oh. Um Huh. Summer, you forgot to tell me that this was scary. I forgot that it was scary. You didn't say anything about that at all. <laughs> you just told me to watch it. 
So I just want you guys to know that I watched it by myself at 10 o'clock at night with all the lights off and I like went to sleep so happy <laughs> because of this <laughs> cute little movie. So <laughs> all right. That's it. That's my story. That's all. Yep. <clears throat> um, the, I, okay. So I had a funny thought this week and I texted it to you and you were like, you should say that yeah. on the show, but I forget what it was. Oh, I can find it. I bet. <laughs> oh, I could find it too. I don't know why I didn't just find it. <laughs> You know what? I feel like a lot would be lost if we lost our message thread. Right? Don't don't, don't tell anyone yeah. that. <laughs> Someone's going to be hacking. Facebook is going to be like, oh, all of a sudden you guys lost privileges. Uh-huh. Oh, well, you know, I feel like there's a bunch of things. Here's my message where I said, I need a fire extinguisher. Was it that one? I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait. I had a joke, but it's kind of a... If you don't get this joke, I'm sorry. Don't message us because we won't explain it to you. Um, because we j- it's just not something we get into. Uh-uh. But I said, I think I messaged you and I said something like, I said, I just figured something out. Oh, was it I that? Said, I said, COVID-19 is just like federal vision. You can have it even if you don't even have it. Even if you don't have it. <laughs> yes. That was amazing. I think I called it a true. Yeah, I called it a truism. That's a, oh, that's yes, a truism. Yes, yeah. Like it's funny. It's only funny because it's true. Well, because I was like, I was watching a bunch of stuff that came out this week where, like, I think the governor of Florida was like, "Hey, I'm kind of concerned because people signed up to be tested and then they didn't go get tested and then they got positive results in the mail." Right. So I was reading that and I was like, I was like, hmm, that reminds me of something. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You for sure have federal vision because I hate it. Right. I can tell you have it. I I know you're saying you don't. You don't have it. But you you do. do. You for sure have it. Unfortunately, there's no test for it. So you'll just have to trust us. Well, there is kind of tests for it. There is a test for it. I think we passed them. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway. You know. Don't. If you don't know what we're talking about. Just just don't. Praise God. Yeah. And just. What live have you, your life. What have you been doing so right with your life <laughs> that you don't know what we're talking about? I also can't believe just if right now everybody's talking about the aliens and this is such old news. I know. Like it's just very, very old news. You guys, we talked about this a year ago. Well, it's because of all this quarantine madness <laughs> right. that we just like forgot everything that's been going on. We just on. forgot that yeah. people were like, hey, the They're- Pentagon's releasing stuff. It was, and we were like, no, we don't old. care. We don't care. We want to argue right. about masks on the internet. Yeah, it's a great pastime. Anyway, well, hi, guys. Um, we started book club this week. There were, I think, I think at one point there were 74 people in there. I saw a lot of posts <laughs> leading up to book club. Yeah. People excited. It was wild. Wearing their Sheologian shirts. It was wild. Um we had a great time. If you're listening to this right now and you want to join, it's still not too late because we're um, we meet on Wednesdays and this week we're just discussing chapters one and two, which is really short. But I my whole thing with book club is I, I don't want to be a part of a book club that it feels like schoolwork like this right. is so low pressure. Um, it has to be low pressure. Like I tell people, <laughs> you didn't understand the reading. It doesn't matter. Come anyway. Like we'll help, Gain understanding. We'll help you. Yeah. That's what it's for. So, you know, we've got people in there who have been Christians for six months and people in there who have been Christians for decades. And so we've got um, all kinds of reading levels and whatever. And it's just been um, super fun. Huge blessing. So you can join at patreon.com slash theologians. Um, all of our book club members get a shop discount too by the way so oh, just saying so a book club and discount book club and a discount um and yeah shop sheologians.com where we started releasing our patriarchy line because obviously why on earth yeah. wouldn't we do that <laughs> someone well we had a lot of requests and yeah that was stuff for guys was not something we were going to do right away but yeah. only if we got requests to do it yeah and then of course we did uh-huh. so Somebody asked, it was hilarious. Uh, somebody asked if we could do like patriarchy onesies. 
So I need to <laughs> for people who really want to get into it. <laughs> yep. And well, and we're just going to keep making cool stuff. Uh, we're going to continue to mix things up. I, oh. as you're listening to this, even potentially, I'm going to be working on uh, with our designer on um, a fun new product. Oh, yes. Did you guys start talking about this? We have a meeting on Monday or today, right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I can just tell you, you guys are going to want this product. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I want, I'm buying one. But when you see (laughs) it come to the shop, you'll be like, oh, that's what she was talking about. That's what they had to have a meeting over. (laughs) Yes. Um, I look forward to that. But yeah, so we. And the t shirt. Oh, my, mm-hmm. the t-shirt. Yes. Okay. I mm-hmm. have I have a t-shirt request that I'm requesting yes. of and Joy great. and our design other designer. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. I'm we, looking forward to that. Basically, we. I'm so sorry, but we are devising all kinds of ways to make you go spend all your money. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Just it. kidding. Um, but <laughs> we are really trying to make sure that right. It's awesome. Right. On there. And if you don't, if you're like, oh, I'm kind of looking and there's not anything I really like, just wait. Right. Because we are working on it. So you can go to the store right now at shopsheologians.com. We've got all kinds of stuff there. We're always adding new stuff. Um, What have the delays been like? Do we know? Because I feel like some people have gotten their stuff really pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, So I have, I am the one that's had the worst delays. (laughs) Well, didn't the post office destroy one of your things? The post office is just throwing my stuff away. um, And it's not just just the stuff that um, I have purchased from the store. But like I had a friend send me their book and the post office just. One of the things was like undeliverable, right? Yeah. Undeliverable. Like literally. Is that because there's like a big black hole in your front yard and nothing else? Right. It just falls in. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, we're going to deliver it, but it's really, 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 there was a thick, dense jungle in your front yard and we couldn't make it through. It's like, why do I get some of my packages and not others? I don't know. So anyway, are you saying there's a problem with the United States Postal Service? (laughs) Yes. And they won't answer the phone. And I I got a hold of their customer (laughs) service and the customer service line was like, I can't help you. You need to call your local office. Mm -hmm. My local office. I've called them probably 30 times in the last two weeks and they have not answered the phone once and there's no voicemail it's there's probably just like a big so in washington dc or something there's like a big beautiful ornate columned building Uh and it's completely empty except for there's one phone Uh in the middle of it and it's and the the voice message is we can't help you (laughs) yep i that's the phone that i've been calling so Anyways, anyways. Now that we've uh, told you guys how we feel about USPS. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully. Well, now they're really, if anyone is listening, they're really not going to deliver it. Right. Because they're like, we heard you talk. Right. And it. now you're definitely not getting your stuff. <laughs> um. So the moral of the story is, oh, I, I kind of want to tell them about the apron. Can I tell them them Mm -hmm. about the apron? Okay. So one of you all, well, maybe not you all, one of y'all's husband (laughs) bought y'all an apron. Mm -hmm. And so he messaged us because when he opened the apron or the package, what was inside was an apron with the, that said, (laughs) (laughs) this is so unbelievable. I feel like a liar saying I have the picture. He opened his package, which was supposed to be a Sheologian's apron with a cupcake on it that says Baker. And it instead, it was a dark gray apron with a pentagram and a goat that said, Satan is my sous chef. <laughs> and so, bless his heart, <laughs> he messaged and he was like, um, well, I hope he'd message. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a mix up. So bless his heart. And what podcast is selling that? Well, so actually our marketer looked it up. Like, where did this come from? There's an Etsy shop 
with all kinds of just like satanic stuff you can use in your kitchen. And so oh, they obviously use the same printer for their aprons that we do because whoever at the warehouse got these mixed up. So my sincere desire is that some Satanist out there has a Sheologian's apron. And is going to be like, what's that? What is that? And then Google it. <laughs> and, you know, who knows? Everybody pray <laughs> for the person that ordered the Satanist yeah, sous chef. We will not be... Offering any evil themed or satanic right. products on our shop. Just no. out of so principle. We obviously refunded him and sent him a new apron. So because he had to look upon <laughs> such weirdness, um, he got a free apron. So if you guys, the moral of the story is if you're having strange problems, <laughs> please con- yes. contact yeah, us. If for some reason you <clears throat> are receiving out. something very weird. Right. Right. So Let us know. That is, and we will make it right. Yeah. So anyway. Um, hi. Hello. We are here. Hi there. <laughs> we are here. Um, <laughs> how do I introduce this next topic? It's um, so foreign to us. <laughs> well, <laughs> you came to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. There we go. And you said, what do we want to do this mm-hmm. week? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Mm-hmm. Um, and you were like, well, what about feminism? And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, we can always do that, that topic. Right. And then I asked you to, you know, maybe clarify that a little bit. Like, right. get a little more specific. Uh-huh. And you said. I said that. Well, you know, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours and I realized that as much as we've talked about this topic, I think you and I are always the ones to say feminism is this huge umbrella. Like you can't really like you have to be willing to make distinctions. If the if the word if feminism is everything, then feminism is nothing. Kind of like racism. Right. And so my thought is I actually I think ever since me, too. Um, things in terms of feminism and where we are as a society, like everything is just going at this breakneck speed and changing constantly. And I think that, um, what's actually interesting to me is when we first started talking about feminism, the number of people that would identify as feminist was actually like on the decline. Right. And I think then me too hit in the fall of 17 and everything has changed. And I think even in the church, it's changed. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, one of the things that really inspired me (laughs) to want to um, have another discussion on the topic was someone actually memed us and it was really funny and I really liked it. I mean, they were trying to be mean, but I really liked it (laughs) because that happens sometimes. um, Their point was that we see feminism in everything. You know, it's that meme of like the guy looking at the butterfly and he's like, is this whatever? And, you know, it's us. And we're like, is this feminism or whatever? Uh, Well, it is. (laughs) Yes. Um, Um, Basically, the many, many ideas um, and morals that mm -hmm. operate in this country currently can be traced back to the sexual (laughs) revolution. Right. Which was a direct result of feminism. Right. And I mean, sin, but sin. you know, feminism is just uh, off brand. Feel free to feel free to mean that unbelief. When I said it is, it is just feel free to mean yep. that. We believe that. <laughs> um, so, you know, the point of it was like that you and I could see something as like innocuous as a butterfly and wonder, oh, is that butterfly a feminism? Which is <laughs> which is which is funny. And I liked it. I liked it yeah, a lot. Um, so just bravo to whoever made that. Thank but. You. Uh, what inspired me was not the meme, but it was this thought that, um, well, it was this thought that I was listening to this uh, story that I'm going to have to tell sometime about this woman who probably killed over 500 men about 500 years ago and through her use of poison. And I was like, well, that's, that's women. I mean, (laughs) we are going to use the poison. Yeah. And so was that, was that, I can't remember her name. Bathory. Um, no, Bathory killed her women. Her product was called Aquatafana. Oh, I know this. Okay. Aquatafana. 
I want to tell the story. Nobody Google that. Stop. I'm going to tell you about it. Stop right now. Not right now, but I'm going to tell you. Don't read about it. Okay. So our whole thing has been, we have intentionally called feminism poison. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that's really subversive about feminism, especially the feminism that's growing in the church, is that it is poisonous in that you only need a little bit and it works best when you can't taste it going down. And that's like the whole point. That That is what makes something f- poisonous truly effective is that right. you don't know it's there. And and that is how poisonous ideas work is that right. typically... It's insidious. Yeah. You slip in like a little lie, surround it with some truth, mm-hmm. and it all goes down together and you end up dead 15 minutes later or just spiritually bankrupt 15 minutes later. Um, and I think women know this and I think it's just, it's so kind of funny to me, you know, lady killers, we're the ones that use poison, right? Like mm-hmm. we're not women typically aren't the ones that are stabbing or shooting right. or women generally prefer less more personal subtle, means. more subtle ways. And I think that is the case with feminism and I think that it's very effective. The people that that are tired of hearing us talk about feminism or who don't think we should keep talking about feminism, they're very effective in, in kind of shouting it down with the, like, putting some lies and surrounding them with some truth to where people end up really confused. And so I think what we need to be able to do is to be more discerning. Um, Obviously, we need to be discerning. But I just wanted to kind of have a conversation of like, what are some things that are gaining popularity now? Where is feminism hiding? (laughs) Where is it hiding? (laughs) It's everywhere. It's in the air. Um, I just think all kinds of sillinesses are being slipped into the church right now in that way. So you say a truism that no one can deny, uh, but then you add the lie. So I know you have a couple examples of those. Um, one that I think is so easy that I would just, that I cannot stand. Um, the lie that is being, you know, so you have the truism uh, that women have been victims of abuse, right? Like, okay, that's true. And we should be willing to talk about that and we should be seeking righteousness in that but then the poison that follows is something like so we need to tear down the hierarchy or like restructure leadership or platform more women or invite more women into leadership roles and that's actually something that um Jen Wilkin has said that's mm-hmm. something that the president of the Southern Baptist Convention has said um that Essentially, the hierarchy of the church, men being its leaders, must be torn down because of abuse. So I think that's an, a classic example of using that truism followed with a lie yeah. <laughs> um, to make it difficult for someone to object to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I actually have, I think I've probably talked about this before, but my favorite um, response to that kind of thinking because if you are in the SBC and even parts of like more conservative Presbyterian denominations um, you're going to hear all the time you know we need to be amplifying the voices of women because they've been abused and this is like the answer and whatnot um, is the example in Acts 6 of the the argument between the Hebrews and the Hellenists mm. so um, what was happening was, and you can read this in Acts 6, the very beginning of it, uh, and this is kind of how I think the the deaconate became mm-hmm. a part of the church, was that the the church was growing. Obviously, we're in Acts 6, so this is fairly <laughs> shortly right. after um, <laughs> the establishment of the church. Right. Um, and the women, the, the, um, the widows... Uh, were being neglected in the daily distribution. So the apostles got together and said, it's not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, who we will appoint to this duty. Uh, And so what we have here is not just a, um, there were women who were being, uh, treated unfairly 
but there was also this was also a division of between so-called races you have the Hellenists right. and the Hebrews and I thought it was it's so interesting that so many Christians now will be like well in that kind of situation you know we need to ask the women what to do the women are being oppressed so we need to talk to the women but that's not what the apostles did they weren't like well the the Hebrew women are being oppressed so we're going to get Hebrew women together and they're going to be the ones to distribute the food no the apostles said, we're going to pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and wisdom. So the apostles weren't looking, weren't saying, well, in order for Hebrews not to be oppressed, we have to elevate the voice of the Hebrews. Right. Or in order for the Hellenists to do right, we have to amplify the voice of the Hellenists. That right. is, that's the wisdom you'll get today from a lot of evangelical leaders of just, and that's what, you know, Wilkin and um, Greer were supporting was this idea that well because women have been abused now we need it's we need the women we need to tear down this hierarchy and <laughs> build it up in a different way so right. that won't happen because certainly women won't abuse women yeah that doesn't happen <clears throat> so um, we should follow I mean it's probably hard to argue against the idea that we should follow the example of the apostles <laughs> Um, they didn't subvert. I'm sure someone will figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't subvert the hierarchy of the church and the way that the Lord had established it because an injustice had happened. You know what I mean? Right. And so, well, and it, the changes that were made were made is to directly fix the issue at mm -hmm. hand. Yeah. It wasn't about like a revamping of total society and it wasn't a, um, cultural condemnation on right. oh my gosh why are you not taking care of these widows it right. was there was a problem and a solution was created to directly address godly leadership that problem yeah right yeah so I, I don't that was just one, this is one of the ones I think about all the time where I there is no example in scripture of addressing problems the way that feminism seeks to address problems there's just no example of that right and so i i'm always like kind of left at a loss of like why why is this such an easy pill to swallow well because here's another place that feminism is hiding it's hiding in your feelings mm. <laughs> now not all feelings are bad Mm -hmm. um, and you, just because you have feelings doesn't mean you're being unfaithful or disobedient right. or anything like that. Right. But um, it, I mean, f basically, I mean, I talked about the sexual revolution earlier. So if you want to go back to the sexual revolution, you see this, it, not to say that we were following the scripture mm -hmm. all that well before that, but it was a pretty extreme change um, to have uh, some of the basics challenged, mm -hmm. like a lot of sexuality uh, issues, um, marriage issues, mm -hmm. uh, family roles, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, the, so I'm not obviously. Uh, I I personally, I'm not. I don't have my case for. Uh, if you want to hear the case about how feminism and the sexual revolution are connected to one another, you can listen to, um, we've done two separate series yeah. on feminism is yeah. poison, our mm -hmm. original ones. And then we did another one and we should probably do one again at the beginning of next year. Why not? Or sooner. I'm ready. <laughs> I am um, so ready. But so yeah, all this to say, uh, the two, are directly related and um right basically uh when women's roles were being challenged they were uh they were done so as a result of how women were currently feeling uh-huh and the changes made were made to um, also placate the feelings of women. Right. So um, they, so fem feminism says, well, so the woman says over here, she says, um, I'm depressed. I mm -hmm. don't feel like I've reached my full potential. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm a waste because I'm not meeting up to some like societal mm -hmm. uh, image of 
success or mm-hmm. uh, an actualized person. Mm-hmm. And then the feminist. So instead of um, humbly falling in submission mm-hmm. to those feelings or seeking help or talking to your husband or your pastor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Feminism's response to that was to uh, shed yourself of the problems. Shed yourself. So what is giving you what? Oh, so you don't like staying at home all day. You don't like raising your kids because that's hard. Um, so shed those things. You don't have to. Right. <laughs> so if you feel a certain way, you can sacrifice. Mm-hmm anything literally anything mm-hmm. you can sacrifice your children yeah at the altar of your marriages your, yeah whatever your feelings yeah um and so this may seem like oh well the sexual revolution happened a long time ago mm-hmm. oh the 50s was a long time ago the 60s was a long time ago but i just want you to know that there is a lot of current psychology uh based off of so we, I mean, this is such a loaded topic. Like, it's very hard for me to even present it in this succinct a linear format. Way. Yeah, sure. But, um, but there is so much. We we bred feminism, bred an entire generations of people who are slaves to their feelings, mm-hmm. and then they bred, mm-hmm. and they became educated. Mm-hmm. in such a way uh-huh. and they um they embraced philosophies and psychology mm-hmm. and all kinds of things that are a part of how we grow up mm-hmm. um yeah we, i just i mean like yeah just think about for a second um all the things that you have heard where you are allowed to just totally Mm-hmm. Um, sacrifice mm-hmm. anything, literally anything yep. to your feelings. Mm-hmm. Think about all the times you've heard, well, you know what? It's okay to vent. It's okay to just be yourself, even if that means you're really angry or impatient or you cheat or you uh-huh. steal. Um, uh-huh. And my daughter brought this one to me the other day. She was like, can I, can I think whatever I want? Can I think whatever I want? Because right. I have my own brain. Right. And I was like, well, sure, Kate. I can too. Today, I think that two plus two is six. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? And I was like, I'm just free. I'm so free to think whatever I want. Yeah. I have my own brain. So today, two plus two is six. And we'll see what happens tomorrow. Right. And so just like kind of answering that right. in that way just exposes how foolish it is like All you can these... feel whatever you want you can right. think whatever you want no you can't no no you can't not consistently <laughs> right um and not in a world that makes any sense which right. you also like living in you right. like living in a world that makes sense right um but that basically the reason why so where is feminism hiding Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. <laughs> um, and the reason I say that is to to give pa- to give you pause mm-hmm. um, as to just because there's a lot of uh, what you just said, mm-hmm. like I have a free mind, I am an individual being. Um, I have independence and now we live in a time where you can't discriminate against me for who I am as a person, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, so I am free. Like we live in the freest quote unquote time. Uh Um, and a lot of that ideology starts Mm -hmm. with feminism, the sexual revolution, Mm -hmm. that you start to see, um, real traction being Mm -hmm. made Mm -hmm. during that time. Mm hmm of American history. Um, and so what I'm saying is that this has been snaking its way Mm -hmm. through everything. Yeah. Um, obviously I think a huge part of that that we don't always consider is a public education. Um, Uh just the way that 
history is taught i don't even know what they teach about <sighs> uh abortion now like how do they yeah. teach about the sexual revolution now i don't know now i mean it was not touched when i was in school yeah when- i guess really like that time kind of a the way they probably present it is more of like like the free love era was it was surrounded by all kinds of freedom vietnam war i remember covering vietnam and things like that but it was we skipped over it entirely there's a really good um pbs documentary on vietnam yeah. it's on netflix I'm pretty sure okay it's like 14 hours long but you'll be like wow i knew nothing about yeah that. i knew <laughs> nothing about true. that <laughs> like i knew that's i thought i knew true. about that right knew nothing about it anyway yeah um but yeah um so basically what i'm saying is that the the world you live in was created by free thinkers or freed thinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually pretty important to make the distinction between free and freed because mm-hmm. it's based off of previous freed is based off of previous oppression, mm-hmm. um, which I would hope that I feel like now we don't even need that many examples to show that people now they mm-hmm. must live. Not only are they free, and independent from other people and they can mm-hmm. think what they want. They can do what they want, mm-hmm. but it's because it's because of how you were mistreated before. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I think you're getting at maybe like the victim mentality right. of yeah. like my, you know, I was in shackles bound by the, societal norms and expectations and now my eyes have been opened and I think you should always be suspect of any kind of line of thinking that well, goes I, like that. I, I guess I just see it. I see it constantly. I see, um, mm-hmm. I, I mainly see it. I think a big, a huge example of where we kind of see the breakdown that I'm explaining is in the like rampant mental health issues our country has. Um, some of which I believe are overdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm pretty sure everyone mm-hmm. has some sort of like looking on the internet, <laughs> it would be possible to believe that everyone has some sort of mental, diagnosed mental disorder. An- anxiety or diagnosed uh-huh. depression. Now I'm not saying that neither of those things are real, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that people mm-hmm. go to a therapist mm-hmm. and they need to this is a regular thing in our culture Mm -hmm. they need to find out what happened to them to make them Mm -hmm. the way they are Mm -hmm. now if something did happen to you to make you the way you are that's not what i'm talking about right um but what i'm talking about is you see if a lot of times you see a further breakdown of family roles Mm -hmm. you see people as adults now being encouraged by doctors Mm -hmm. that they had a bad and unhealthy childhood Mm -hmm. and that they need to cut out their parents or they need to whatever it is Uh and it's all it's all incredibly um like like you said it's hard to explain in a linear way yeah because there's meant it's like a web Mm -hmm. um but just know that a lot of where feminism is hiding it's hiding everywhere. Mean me. I don't know. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I know yeah. you had more specific examples. Thanks for the free promotion. <laughs> um, whereas I just yeah. had more of it's not it's okay. So obviously God is sovereign and he kicks feminism's butt. Um, but yeah. I guess the, the reason I say all of that is to stop and think about how you have been yes. affected yes. by the idea mm-hmm. that you can think whatever you want and do whatever you want because previously something X, bad Y, happened. or Z happened. Yeah. Well, and so I wanted to bring up, I think this, you'll have some thoughts on this too. One of the ways I think people will say some, say like, I'm not a feminist, but, and then say like the most feminist thing you can possibly <laughs> say and not really hear themselves right um is basically this idea that you know i'm not a feminist but i do believe for the most part that like men and women are interchangeable in the public sphere many parts of the home and everywhere in the church minus the pulpit um so in the church right now 
I'm totally willing to bet that the majority of the American church totally believes that men and women are essentially interchangeable in the, the civil sphere. Um, you know, basically interchangeable at home, maybe except for giving birth. Um, right. And then in church, they're interchangeable except for the pulpit because God said so. And so one of the reasons I want to address that is because this, again, is one of those these truths that relies this lie that relies on a semblance of truth. Okay. Right. And, and so what I mean by that is it's true that, uh, men and women can both go work at a grocery store. They can run a coffee shop. There's all kinds of things in the civil sphere. Taco Bell manager. You can be a Taco Bell manager. <laughs> Thank you for that. I forgot about that. <laughs> Um, I'm laughing because someone said once said that we didn't think women could be Taco Bell managers. I, that's insane. Anyway. Um, I mean, they shouldn't. <laughs> Don't work for Taco Bell. But I mean. Honestly, guys, shoot higher. But anyway, um, I love Taco Bell. So. Oh, you do? I love Taco See, I don't, Bell. I'm not a big Taco Bell fan. I haven't had Taco Bell in. It's been a long time. I think but that, I love that's Taco why Bell. I was saying don't. don't Go somewhere to, oh. like. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Oh, okay. They might oh, pay no. better too. And we're going to get messages. <laughs> um, so it's true. So in this, there, th- there's that true, there's truth in this sentiment in ways. And you need to watch out for the lie is what I'm saying. So can both of you take out the trash? Yeah, of course. Yes. yes. <laughs> but taking out the trash is a boy's job. I mean, you guys, if you're, I'm if you're a man, <laughs> if you're a man, I will tell you the truth right now. I don't remember the last time I took out the trash. So that's how it should be. I have a son and a husband. Right. So you really don't need to worry <laughs> I about I really it. don't need to. Anyway. Um, so the way, but at the end of the day, the way that men and women, the way that we conduct ourselves, I should not be running my coffee shop like I'm a man <laughs> if I'm a woman. Right. Um, there should be no question. There's a reason why uh, cross-dressing, God calls cross-dressing an abomination, you guys. Abomination. So I shouldn't dress like a man. I shouldn't talk like a man. And it, it is true that, so some, some are now saying, well, I'm a woman, therefore everything I do, I do as a woman. Well, yes. And again, no. This is one of those truisms where it's like, right. I need you to... I need you to give me some more thoughts here. Right. Um, it's true that everything I do, I do as a woman. But if I'm explicitly rejecting my femininity, like my femininity. Right. But pretending that I'm not. Right. That's a problem. That's a lie. Like that's dishonest. And so a lot of evangelicals today are making this argument that, well, we're all just human. So we need to focus on being being made in the Imago Dei and not focus so much on our, our gender and, and whatever, because we're all just made in the image of God. And it's like, it's really weird. Um, but we don't, it, it's interesting to me that this conversation is happening at a time when our culture has become so confused on the subject of gender. Huh. <laughs> Huh. So you're telling me. Or do you think, wait, are you saying that the church is placating to Mm. the culture? Mm. So you guys think that (laughs) the church uh, being totally confused on issues of gender has nothing to do with the world being confused on issues of gender? No. Um, Beyond that, there's no such thing as a human experience that isn't gendered. Right. None of us have a human experience that isn't gender specific. I will never experience the world the way that a man does. Right. I never will. And so it's so silly that uh, we have this like very androgynous, let's just focus on discipleship. It's all the same. It's interchangeable. Um, but that actually gets to the one, the reason that really bothers me. Um I mean, that that bothers me. But this leads into a second reason why this conversation bothers me. Um, And that is the issue of natural theology. So to say, well, God set up the church this way. God set up the church that men are the only, only, only men can be pastors. Okay, but can we ask why? Why? Because for a lot of evangelicals, the answer is... Well, because it really is, it really would be unfair 
if we were just completely the same. Uh-huh. And one was allowed to and... One wasn't. Yeah. In case you're wondering if that's our stance, that's our stance. <laughs> that we're different. Men right. and women are different. Men and women are different. And so what is missing from this conversation is that God wasn't just like, here's what it is. And it, that's what it is. No questions asked. Now, it's true that if God says something, we should just obey it. Right. But here's the thing. God is actually good and gracious and loving. Right. And he's told us why right. he set this up the way that he set it up. So if you are telling me that, well, God just, God said so, that's why we do it. It bothers me because that's devoid of an explanation as to why only men can be ordained. So yes, God said so. But at the end of the day, the New Testament doesn't argue that way. The New Testament appeals to the creation order right. <laughs> over and over and over to natural theology to explain these things. So we should be willing to as well, and we should be willing to make the same argument that the word of God makes without being embarrassed or without compromising. So there's a couple passages and, and I'm not trying to like exposit these. I just want to point out that these point to a specific created order. And Paul, Paul these both Paul wrote both of these. Paul appeals to the, cre the creation for the reason that this is over and over. And so we should be willing to as well. So when he says in first Timothy two, let a worm in a, wor a worm in. Sorry. I've been talking a lot. Is that Freudian? Do you think women are like worms? <laughs> are you one of those self-hating women? <laughs> yeah. Y'all caught me. Um, let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. So Im immediately we go back to the accretion account. Immediately we're jumping into Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Here's why this is. And then um, Ephesians 5, when he's talking to wives and husbands, and he's saying, wives, submit to your husbands, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Again, we're appealing to an order here. We're mm -hmm. appealing to a created hierarchy. So the hierarchy in the church mirrors the hierarchy in the family. Um, and so there's never like a, well, God just said so. Well, yeah, he did say so. But as he was saying so right here in his word, he was also telling us why. Right. It wasn't like he just decided to pick the men. Like right. he ordained it. He created the world this way. He created men and women this way to function in this way for these reasons. Um, and so I just think we we really miss out on something um, when we are unwilling or too embarrassed by that or when we when we wrongly don't know scripture well enough to believe that this is some kind of offense like offense to women mm -hmm. um well and because in that moment you are believing what the world uh proudly asserts that's right but take a moment to remind yourself mm -hmm. of the things you do not believe that the world proudly asserts right like babies <laughs> are people uh-huh human mm-hmm can't just kill them because no. they're not convenient um, there's many more. There's That's many a great more. example, but think, there's many more. I mean, so our equality as men and women before the Lord is not in our abilities or in our gender. It is being in made, made in the image of God. But we weren't made as this like androgynous creature. Right. Everything I do not only will be done as a woman, but should be done right. as a woman in explicitly. Like with the desire <laughs> to right. do so as a woman, to live as God has told me to. And so I think a lot of times Christian women will, because of feminist thinking that has creeped in, we're like, what should we be doing? What should I be doing with my time? And it's like... Well, and I think the confusion, because sometimes there is legitimate confusion, and the confusion, like you said, is rooted in that truth portion of the sentence, right. which is that... In many cases, we can do the same thing, the same thing uh -huh. as men and as women. Yes, we can. Yes, <laughs> but we're not entirely the same. Right. Because the Bible says there are things that some people can't do mm -hmm. and some people can. And God had a plan in all of that. Right. 
and that shouldn't be offensive. It shouldn't right. be bothersome. And I think we we miss out a lot when we don't think about God and his purposes first and foremost. We When you end up making things about yourself, obviously you miss out on a lot. But I was just thinking the other day how um, if you want to know what you should be doing as a woman with your time, like I am positive that God has already told you, you just need to open your eyes. Right. Um, so I know that I'm a woman. I'm going to be functioning in a certain way. There's things that I should be aiming for, but also the way that God has so lovingly crafted all of us is so specific. So, um, I was thinking about how, uh, our designer who, who does all the images and stuff. I was thinking like she uses her. So God gave her this skill. Mm-hmm. that I don't have. Yeah. I don't have an ounce <laughs> of her visually creative skill. And so my encouragement to someone like that would be, well, you actually know what you should do with your spare time. Right. Like you already know right. because God gave you this incredible gift. And she does, by the way, this isn't, I wasn't trying to convince her. I'm just saying I was thinking about how some of us, it's just very obvious. Like, what are your skills? What right. are your talents? What is right in front of you? And how can you use it for the kingdom? So even something like, what should I do this weekend? Well, the thing that comes to my mind is like, well, I have a swimming pool. Who can come enjoy it with me? Right. Who can I bless with the space that I have? Mm. I have all this space. Who can I bless it with how can I use something as simple as this building that I'm renting to like bless other people it's we don't have to overthink who am I what am I made for we're you're made in the image of God you Mm -hmm. are made to honor him now open up your eyes and look around you how can you do that right like that that is it's so simple we don't need to overcomplicate it in any way um and as a woman, there's certain ways that you can bless the people around you that a man can't. Right. And it's, it's as simple as like, you know, uh, so we had a, a meeting in uh, my house last night and there was something heavy. And I, I told our friend who's a woman, I was like, don't carry that. Let me go get my husband. <laughs> so that is a way right. <laughs> that he was and able. she can absolutely care. You didn't say like, Oh, little frail woman. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, let's gather around and laugh at this woman trying to carry something. No, it that's was, not what happened. Right? It was like there's a man here who can much more easily. He would love to serve you in this way. Carry this, right? So let's let him do it. Right? Like, but I could never. No one's gonna be like, "Oh, Summer, I need you to carry this for me." Like, that's <laughs> not how that's gonna go, and that's okay. And I know that that seems like a really silly. Um, a really silly example, but I just think in all these kinds of really small ways, we overlook the way that we can bless other people with just the simple way that God has already built us to be able to do it. Right. Is what I'm saying. Well, and it's, I feel like this is one of those areas because I get it. It's very easy. It's very easy to be like, we're so similar. We're the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the Bible was written a long time ago. And we've obviously, <laughs> you know, those learned dummies, a those lot dummies more from ancient times, you know, just like <laughs> omniscient, omnipotent. God, God. breathed this out. <laughs> um, but so it's easy. It's easy to look at what the world is saying. <laughs> this was nervous laughter on my part. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been thinking lately, like how how humble we should come before the word and how so often we don't. And so it like gives me nervous laughter that we're like, Oh, the word of God. Right. It's just a bunch of outdated thoughts and they didn't know anything about gender theory or studies or women's studies or anything like that. Right. And they lived in an oppressive time. So they didn't even know what women were capable of. But the thing is they did. Uh huh. They did know what women were capable of. Mm -hmm. Um, Many, we, we don't get all the individual cases surrounding the Bible right. stories about how these women were loved and were pillars of the community and were right. absolutely pillars in their homes. Right. Um, but you have entire cultures where women are the, are the, and they're considered incredibly outdated cultures, 
but women are the people that that feed everyone and get everyone together <laughs> right. and they have all these very used to be admirable very traits. overwhelming right to do. Yeah. <laughs> required a lot of skill right um but yeah now we we live in a time praise god we so we it's so interesting because we live in a time um where we have the freedom like the sign of like a like a um like a high functioning society is that mm-hmm. you create the technology and you innovate to the point where you can sit around and talk about <laughs> philosophy right and right. you can figure out like the things of this right. of this world and this life and what it means right and mm-hmm. we did that so hard <laughs> that we um we basically don't believe anything now mm-hmm. we took all these amazing blessings and we took this luxury that basically all of us even the poor of us poorest of us live right. um in comparative luxury to the right. rest of the world mm-hmm. and we took it and um and we were just like oh, whatever each individual person <laughs> thinks <laughs> right and and that's where feminism <clears throat> is hiding right it's it's hidden in the oh well that that's not good that might not be good for you but like it's good for me right um and these these idea they break down they mm-hmm. break down very quickly like mm-hmm. you mentioned me too mm-hmm. we've already had people from the me too movement say that after joe biden was <laughs> accused of a and of sexual assault, I do say accused because I don't know what the the stories are. Right. Um, and they just said, "Oh, well, I'd still vote for him." Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's bl- there's blatant inconsistency. You have hypocrisy. women. Let's call it. Yeah, it's hypocrisy. Yes. There's women. There's women. Um, that a decade ago were saying women should not be dancing provocatively mm-hmm. because it objectifies women. Uh huh. Now. Women are allowed to be objectified for the sake of not being objectified. Uh-huh. They are allowed, and you own yourself as an object. Um, your body is a tool that you may use for the sake. You can lay your own body down at the altar of feminism, mm-hmm. um, and just know that that is the same. Like that's the same altar, and it's the same offering in theory. Right. When you take your femininity and you lay it down, or your husband's masculinity or whoever, when you take the genders and you lay it down mm-hmm. on this, this altar and you're just like, everyone's, everyone's the same. It's the same thoughtless mm-hmm. idolatry. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is worship. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so it is a big deal. It is a big deal. Um, it's a big deal and it's mm-hmm. hiding everywhere. Even in the butterflies. Yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, keep making the memes, <laughs> and and they give me endless ideas, and I love it. Right there, you go. Um, <laughs> Tell me what else you're bothered by, so we can help out with that. <laughs> right, it'll be great. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we could, and we could honestly probably do another one of these episodes. Uh-huh. Like, where oh, do we I see? Like, where eight, do we see it eight hiding? More things I haven't even gotten to right i just started writing down i'm not a feminist but and then like everything i hear people what was another one that you um i'm not a feminist but i think that where did it go i'm not a feminist but women should be able to divorce their husbands if their husbands are mean oh yeah we did kind of talk about that one earlier this week um yeah i'm not a feminist but i think that the bible is full of gynocentric interruptions (laughs) What is that? <laughs> what is that? Are you gonna make me Google that? No, don't Google it. I actually have Googled it. It was a huge mistake. I will help you. I'll help you. It it is that like mansplaining? <laughs> Gynosplaining. Gynocentric. <laughs> well, there's this. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, there was this, um, my husband looked up somebody's was, I was reading something. I know you guys, I read a lot of feminist garbage, but, um, it was like something about like gynocentric bookends or whatever. And so my husband looked that up and <laughs> just don't look it up. Oh no. Yeah. You, just, you guys need to, 
it sounds dirty because it is dirty and it's just weird it's just very weird um so anyway we could do maybe we i don't want to talk about i don't want to talk about it it's gross and i don't want to talk about it <laughs> well yeah well i mean i guess our final mm-hmm. thought well as our final man i really do kind of want to talk about but men are mean oh okay. like why are women mm-hmm. um like women are considered so it's interesting because we can't we like strive to neutralize gender because mm-hmm. um there's like stuff that women aren't allowed to do mm-hmm. but men are allowed to yes. but simultaneously women are considered the virtuous the more virtuous of the genders uh-huh. um so like we don't want to be women but because we are we are better than men right <laughs> um in terms of morality yeah um and principle um like men are not like that you just my wife is she's mean she's a mean jerk and um so what i found out is that she actually has this horrible list of personality disorders Mm -hmm. that i looked up on the internet Mm -hmm. (laughs) that doesn't happen Mm -hmm. like women women are allowed to divorce Mm mm-hmm their husbands because they're mean do not right like do not don't uh, misunderstand us mean we mean that in the way that it comes across mean mm-hmm. proud occasionally says mean things biting things things uh-huh. that hurt yeah um and and she's allowed to look openly christian women are allowed to look at their husband in that way right um, and not receive any correction for it from other mm-hmm. women even. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that is like rampant. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to, I've, I can't even tell you how many women's things I've been to where someone just like makes fun of or complains about their husband. Right. But it's allowed. It's totally, yeah, it's not because like on we're and... the virtuous. We're allowed to, as a virtuous party, you're allowed to look onto right. the other party and I don't know. I think, <clears throat> Maybe this is something we'll have a full discussion on at some point. But I just think there is, in case you guys aren't up on this, there is a movement in more conservative circles right now for expanding um, the reason that you can justify your divorce on biblical grounds where it's basically like your husband's mean and he's an unbeliever. Right. I don't take abuse issues serious um not seriously we're not yeah we're not talking about grounds for divorce and and we do believe that um we do not hold to the permanence view or any uh permutation thereof there are absolutely grounds for divorce um i think the the westminster and uh lays them out very well um yeah if you want to read those i think they're all there but uh there's this movement where it's like well my husband's been abusive he's mean he's an unbeliever that's grounds for divorce and and i just don't i if you want to know what i believe go look at the wcf um so (laughs) anyway uh but let me just cap that off by saying uh women have not earned the virtue of being free from sin (laughs) right right so um we as women so because we're don't see yourself as a victim Mm -hmm. of this uh patriarchal society Mm -hmm. to the point where Mm -hmm. you aren't correcting yourself and you cannot receive correction from other people and it can't be your fault um and it and it has to be somebody else's problem Right. I just think there's this this growing movement of like everybody's a narcissist but me. Right. Um, and it's actually very <laughs> it's actually a very um accepted way to talk about right. other people. Mm-hmm. It's so accepted to just diagnose someone as a raving narcissist mm-hmm. because you don't like them or because right. they don't like you or because they you thought they were mean. And it's just like Well, and sometimes I mean I don't I'm not even going to try to explain like <laughs> the compl- I and I have the benefit of not having to do this in my life mm-hmm. but there are there is so much dysfunction that exists in marriages mm-hmm. um because of that kind of thinking right yeah well and it and then it leads to that kind of thinking yeah and we ha- all I'm saying is that if someone comes to you and 
Right. Or if you're trying to go to someone and say, my husband is a closet narcissist and he does X, Y, and Z. Right. The, the, tr- the faithful counselor will ask that individual mm-hmm. to be individually accountable for their sin in what's going on. Yes. As long as there is no abuse happening, of course. Right. Um, but we, we've even, my point is to say we've used, we've used feminism to not have to, for women have used feminism to not have to take responsibility. Right. For the sin in their own lives. Right. For the dysfunction they create by uh, rejecting marriage roles, yes. et cetera. Yes. So that's that just a little light ending. <laughs> How are y'all feeling out there? Are you having a good day? Is everything with the coronavirus and the aliens treating you well? I hope so. Has anyone, have you been feeling like brain scrambled? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it just because time's going fast or? I don't know. I'm, I'm frustrated. Um, I'm just frustrated by... I just think that the conversation online has gotten to like a fever pitch, you know, even as we're recording, like I can't even keep up with my notifications because people want to argue with me about Corona. And I just like, I don't, I don't want to argue. This is what, yeah. I think with you about Corona, I don't want to pick a fight with you about, I'm not picking a fight. Like, I just think everyone's really on edge and, yeah. and very easily upset right now, like more so than usual. I know I'm trying I find myself even in this episode trying to like anticipate the argument of people and it's giving me a hard time like it's, articulating what, yeah. I, what I'm thinking I just think which I don't need to do I but. just think here's my encouragement for us and for everyone just look at what's right in front of you don't don't be putting a million things in front of you that don't need to be put in front of you right um the Lord has given you all the direction you need to know what to do to be faithful today. Um, and be content in that. And, you know, uh, the music of Satan is accusation and complaint. And if that is what is coming from your heart, your house, you need to do a reset, right? You know, you need to unplug um, if accusation and complaint are all that you can muster, then you you've you've gone off on a sin path. Right. <laughs> I've been calling them entanglements as a joke, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I mean, get untangled from your sin tangle. <laughs> um, get right and focus on what is in front of you and and how you can be uh, faithful today. Um, don't buy any lies just because they might be wrapped up in a couple things that are true and no one can deny. Oh, there's a bug. Um, anyway, <laughs> the bug flying right at me. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really, I feel content leaving it there for now. Yeah. Okay. I can, <laughs> listen, we can always talk about feminism. Right. <laughs> more, not less, always more. So you just let us know. Um, so leave us a voicemail. Our voicemail number is 470-465-0475. I listen to them while I do my couch stretches. Thank you, Katie from Georgia. I still think you all should watch In the Vast of Night. Um, Just maybe with the lights on if you're... Yeah, if you're a little jumpier than I am. It's really adorable. Anyway. Sometimes sometimes if you take the suspense away, so if you like read a little plot, yeah. Online or something then like you'll that. Be fine. And you just be like, oh, I kind of know this is coming. Yeah. It's cute. Um, just watch it. Just, <laughs> now I definitely have to watch you it. You do have to. I was about, you have to watch this movie. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to going to identify the moment when Katie was like, summer. <laughs> I really want to know what that moment summer. was. Summer. Why did you do this to us? Summer. <laughs> All right, you guys. That is it for this week. And we will see you next week. And... Have a good one. See ya. Close the door and take the stairs. Up or down, ups and downs. Don't pretend.